0: it's great to be in the house of the lord with you today uh excited to open up god's word i'm also thankful for the way that our generosity today is partnering with our facilities team to help make hope a place where we can welcome our friends our family our community so thank you all for being a part of that in different ways and thank you for joining us this morning have you ever missed something important Years ago, I was working on a project, and it just so happened to be Halloween. Uh, Ephesians 5 says, redeem the time for the days are evil, and our family has found that Halloween, as, you know, spooky as it gets, is actually a great day for us to uh, love our neighbors and shine Jesus' light. So on this particular Halloween, my daughter was dressing up as Cinderella, and my son was this cute lion and i was in my office um, and i was uh, allowing myself to be too busy with my work i completely missed trick-or-treating with my children not my best day as a dad but i promise you i did not miss out on eating the candy (laughs) i gladly partook of the bags of candy that my kids bring home but hey, we should never be too busy for the people in our life, right? And the message that I want to share with us today is never be too busy for a relationship with Jesus. We are in the middle of a series here at Hope called Jesus at the Table. And so far in our study of Luke's gospel, we've seen that Jesus often eats meals with people, we've, uh, we've seen how Jesus came to initiate relationships both with religious people and religious, irreligious people by forgiving us of all of our sin. We've seen the response of faith. It says they left everything and followed Jesus. And we've seen the return of love. Remember those forgiven much, love much. But our understanding in Luke's gospel of what it means to have a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ is really only... Just begun. There's an adage, maybe you've heard it before, says love is spelled T. Have you heard this one? T I M E. And time with Jesus is how we grow and deepen our relationship with Him. Could you imagine if a couple a uh, couple got married and then just stopped spending time with each other? That wouldn't make much sense, would it? And in the same way, it wouldn't make sense for us as followers of Jesus not to dedicate time to being with God. Christianity is not just a religion. It's not checking off some box. It's not going through the rituals. It's not uh, even just going to heaven when we die. Christianity is a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so how do we grow? How do we deepen our relationship with Christ? And we spell the answer exactly the same. It's T-I-N-E. But time, you say, is something I feel a little bit short on. How do we develop a closer, more intimate walk with Christ when there are so many things in our world competing for our attention? If you've ever felt too busy to spend time alone with God, you are not alone. I have felt that way. Many Christians have felt that way before. Uh, maybe you're like me and uh, you would never say I'm too busy to spend time with God or maybe not even consciously think that. But I recently came across a letter that was written to a podcast that I listened to called Ask Pastor John. And I think this letter expresses what so many many of us feel. It reads this, hello Pastor John, I live alone, I work long weeks, I find it nearly impossible to keep up with my Bible reading, cooking, cleaning, exercising, running errands, getting food, shopping, on and on, the time, by the time I get home, I'm exhausted. I schedule times to read my Bible, to pray, and to be alone with God, but I feel as if I'm giving God only 15 minutes of my day, and I don't want that. But I have bills to pay to live. I feel stuck. When I'm reading my Bible, I'm half asleep. The only real time I get now is the weekends, but it's not enough. In what practical ways can I beat back the busyness of my life to ensure I make time? Can you relate with that this morning? I know I can. I want to spend time with God. God wants to spend time with us. How do we experience more time with Him? And I'm excited to share with you this morning the true and inspiring story of our good friends Mary and Martha. Say, who's Mary and Martha? Well, Mary and Martha are two sisters. They have at least one brother named Lazarus. They live in the small town of Bethany. Bethany is located just a couple of miles from Jerusalem, in fact. And one thing it's important to realize is that Mary and Martha aren't just two followers of Jesus. They're actually dear friends of Jesus. And Jesus had a love for this family. This family had a love for Christ. There was a close personal relationship there. Now, Jesus and his disciples have come to Martha's house... They will share a meal. This is Jesus at the table after all. But what happens is Martha becomes so busy being the host that she's about to miss time with Jesus. And it's a situation that you and I find ourselves in all too often, isn't it? Maybe more than we would like. I know that's true for me. So today Jesus will give Martha and indirectly all of us a a little heart check. And as busy as we are, we'll consider that. We'll talk about how to never be too busy for Jesus and how prioritizing Jesus in our lives can be the very best decision we could ever make. So let's get to it. Uh, If you have your Bible, would you open up to Luke chapter 10? We're eating our way through Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Otherwise, we'll put it up on the screen so you can follow along. Here's what it says. you bet he cares. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. We'll pray before we get started. Will you join me, Heavenly Father? Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. We're excited to study more about Jesus and to understand the the joy of sitting at Jesus' feet to hear his word. And we recognize today that your word is life-changing. It's earth-shattering. It breaks up the uh, rocks in our hearts so that we are, are alive to you. So we ask that you would do that, God. Transform our hearts through your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So the first thing that I notice in the story of Mary and Martha... Is that Martha is busy. Did you guys catch that? She is busy. And the reality is, we're all busy. Every one of us. This is not an exclusive club. Have you ever noticed how uh, it's now the norm for just about everyone? Uh, It seems that no matter who you talk to, we're always busy. We are overextended, hyper committed to work, school, sports, hobbies. family obligations, all those things. We are all busy. And I don't say this, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I say this because I don't want you to get the impression, and this is important, that people who spend time with God are somehow less busy or have fewer responsibilities. That's not true. Everyone is busy. We are all busy. Martha was busy, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. (coughs) Excuse me. So Jesus arrives at Martha's home. And it says in verse 38, Jesus and his disciples were on their way. We're not exactly sure, though, because all of the attention is going to turn to Jesus. We don't know exactly if only Jesus is there to share a meal or if actually Jesus has knocked on Martha's door with all his disciples. That would be quite a party to host, regardless of how many people have arrived at Martha's house. I think one thing's pretty clear about Martha. She is an incredible host. I would love to be at a party at Martha's house she is not like Simon the Pharisee you guys remember that dude from last week huh when Jesus showed up at Simon's house Simon did nothing he didn't give Jesus any water for his feet or uh, a kiss for a greeting oil for his head he offered none of those courtesies how different is Martha she has made all the preparations She's busy getting food on the table, refilling drinks, making sure everyone is comfortable. See, Simon, we learned last week, loved little. But Martha loves Jesus much. And she displays the fullness of her love for Jesus in the way that she honors and serves him. See, our lives are not busy because we're doing bad things. Like, Martha, we're doing great things. And that might be, uh, for you, how involved your kids are in sports and clubs. And there's all the time, like, driving your kids and getting them to practice and attending the events. These are awesome things. Maybe in the summer you like to hit the beach like that and and you're you're away you're you're busy and you're down the shore how wonderful is that that's a wonderful thing or maybe right now your work requires long hours right you're trying to provide for your family or there's just it's a busy season at work and you're giving your best see I'm not trying to pick on anyone we're all busy we have great things going on just like Martha why was Martha busy what was she doing? She was serving Jesus. Is that a bad thing? To serve Christ? Not at all, right? Now, nothing would have been more expected of her as a host than to serve Jesus. And sometimes much of our busyness can be driven by expectations. We'll talk about that. But I, even more, I believe that Martha... Is serving Jesus because serving is one of the most important values in the Christian life, isn't it? Later on in our series, Jesus will be at the table, nearly to the cross, and he declares to his followers in Luke 22:26, "The greatest among you should be like the one who serves. For who's greater? The one who's at the table? Or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table, but I am among you, Jesus said, as one who serves. And Jesus sets the example of serving, laying down his life for us. There is nothing wrong with serving. There's nothing wrong with hard work or being busy. We do all of these things to the glory of God. But we start to realize as we read this story that not everything is right for Martha. And sometimes in our busyness, some things might not be right for us either. Take a look at verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted. Martha was distracted. Distracted literally means to be pulled away from something. What's Martha being pulled away from It's what Mary's doing, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word. Is our busyness pulling us away from Jesus. We're all busy, life can be hectic for every one of us. That's why it's even more important to never let busyness or the demands of life to stop us or hold us back from pursuing a closer, more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. All busy, but listen to this, never, never be too busy for Jesus. That's my big idea today. Let's never be too busy for Jesus. We can keep ourselves so busy, get involved in so many activities, or uh, even be distracted by social media and entertainment where we're no longer getting that simple time alone with God, one-on-one, sitting at his feet. Martha was busy, but Mary makes a choice. She makes a powerful choice to never be too busy for Jesus. Look at verse 39. Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Do not miss the boldness of Mary's actions here. Mary sits at Jesus' feet. To sit at the feet of someone means to take the position of a disciple. Now in Mary's day, women were not afforded those opportunities to sit at the feet of a rabbi and to be taught about God. But notice how Jesus welcomed Mary and women like Mary to come, sit at his feet, learn from him, discover the glory of the kingdom of God. Jesus lifts women up. And he treats them as equals with the men. So it raises the question, what was culturally expected of Mary to be doing when you have all these people at the house? I think we know she was to be with Martha, serving and making the preparations. A New Testament scholar, N.T. Wright, says this. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet in the male part of the house. Rather than being kept in the back rooms with the other women, Jesus declares that she is right to do so. You guys see why Martha's a little bit angry, a little bit frustrated? So when she sees Martha sitting at Jesus' feet, she's thinking, oh, that's nice. I'd like to sit at Jesus' feet too, but I can't. Because I'm expected to be here. I'm expected to do this. Well, discipleship has a way of defying the expectation. Mary is not driven by expectations, but she is driven by an unyielding love for Jesus Christ. And she will never be too busy for Jesus. If you've made the powerful decision today, and I'm asking you to make this decision, to never be too busy for Jesus, what expectations might you defy? When you defy the norm... You take control of your life and you make choices that align with your values your love for jesus your passion for christ we refuse to be driven by demands and expectations that create busyness in life that take us away from a relationship with christ we choose to be with jesus just like mary i've always felt inspired by this Story of Eric Liddell, mostly because it blows up my paradigms of how I should live my Christian life. Now, most athletes are going to be known for the races they win or the um, games that they compete in, but Eric Liddell was actually became famous for a race he never ran. Eric Liddell was uh, was had qualified to run the hundred meter dash in the 1924 Olympic Games. And he was so fast, everyone expected Eric Liddell to win the gold medal. Like, this was his opportunity, I mean, to do what every athlete dreams of and to be the fastest man in the world, to get the gold medal. But when Eric Liddell heard that his race was going to be played on a Sunday morning, he had to make a choice. He could either run for Olympic gold or he could go to church we may not understand this today, but Eric Liddell chose to go to church. How crazy is that? Now, Eric Liddell had qualified for two other races, the 200 and the 400. Uh, Those are very different races than a 100. And Eric Liddell wasn't as good at those other races. When he ran the 200, and he actually got the bronze medal, but when it came to the 400, which is even longer, it was predicted that he would do even worse. On the day of the 400, Eric Liddell showed up at the track, and there was an American runner named Jackson Schultz who gave Eric a piece of paper with a scripture on it. And it simply said, those who honor me, God says, I will honor. And Eric ran the race with that paper in his hand. And not only did he win the race, not only did he gain a gold medal, but he broke the Olympic record. Eric Liddell shocked the world because he embodied the radical attitude of never too busy for Jesus. How about you? How about me? What bold action would we take? What expectations would we defy? Because we're all busy like Mary she said I will never like Eric Liddell I will never be too busy for Jesus I'm taking control of my life to make choices that align with my passion for Jesus Christ I invite you to do that today we're all busy never be too busy for Jesus last one discipleship means giving priority to Jesus this is the last observation I see in this passage today. Discipleship, being a disciple means giving our priority to Jesus. He is Lord. He is our all. Martha sees Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. She's absolutely not okay with that, and so she comes to Jesus. What does Jesus say, verse 40? Or what does she say, verse 40? Lord, don't you care? My sister's left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her to help me. I love that. Mary's saying, I am too busy for time with you, Jesus. Do something. Help me. Tell Mary to get up and help me. And Jesus is so good. He just gives Martha a little heart check and every one of us. The next verse, verse 41 Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary's chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Wow. Do you hear the tenderness of Jesus' words? Martha, Martha. He does care. But what he cares about might not be what you think. Notice what Jesus said. You are worried and upset about many things. You are worried. You are upset. Jesus' greatest concern isn't her serving. His greatest concern is actually her heart. Her heart. And in the midst of feeling busy and feeling overwhelmed in your own life, Jesus' greatest concern is actually your heart and my heart. What's going on in our heart when we live such busy lives? Jesus had a unique ability to see beyond the chaos of everything going on and to truly and genuinely care about what's going on inside of us you're busy and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, it is understandable to feel worried and anxious about many things. But Jesus sees our heart. He knows what we're going through as numerous things buy for our attention, and Jesus reminds us that only one thing truly matters. And what is it? It's him. He is everything. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Anyone? Yeah. Raise my hand up. And I will give you rest. Thank you, Jesus, for an amazing promise. So why prioritize Jesus? Discipleship means giving priority to Jesus. Why? Why would we do this? Number one, Jesus knows what we need. He knows our heart. He knows what's going inside of us. I was going through a a busy, overwhelming season of my life, and a mentor came to me and asked that great question, like, oh, is everything okay, and really meant it? And I could see it in their eyes. And I just said, yeah, um, everything's good, but I am feeling a little stressed and overwhelmed. And she had the wisdom to simply say, well, what is Jesus saying to you? And I knew right away that Jesus was calling me to really to get away and to spend time with him. And so I said, I think Jesus is just saying, I need to get away. I need to be with him. And she said, well, go do it. And I took that as a challenge and encouragement. Later that week, I, uh, living in Colorado, drove to the mountains, got by a nice river, and Jesus refreshed my soul. Spending time with Jesus was the best decision that I could make when my life was so busy what I learned is that not only does Jesus know everything that I need, but Jesus is, in fact, everything that I need. So why I prioritize him? I think it's because he knows what we need, and he'll meet us in those moments. And number two reason to prioritize Jesus. Jesus died for us and rose again. I'm saying, how does that relate? Well, it kind of crossed my mind that Even our ability to spend time with God is actually only made possible because of Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection from the dead, isn't it? Because when Jesus died, he paid the price for our sins. He took away the obstacle between us and God so we could be reconciled to him. So it's actually Jesus who's created the avenue and the space for us to have encounters with God. So why prioritize him? Because we can Because he took our sin and that is not a result of our works. It's not about us working our way so that we can somehow be with God. No, it's we get to be with God because Jesus did the work by dying on the cross. And it's simply a matter of putting our faith and trust in him. And if you'd never done that before, I encourage you to do it today. Make it a priority because Jesus loves us. He wants to be with us. Now's the time. Number three. Jesus knows what we need. He died for us and rose again. Last one. Jesus invites us to grow in our relationship with him. I think about Mary and why she chose to sit at Jesus' feet. Her actions were bold. She defied expectations. Why did she do it? Because she wanted to know who Jesus is. She wanted to discover the glory of his kingdom to gain wisdom for her life so that it could be transformed. And it's the same for us. Growing in our relationship with God is actually spelled T-I-M-E, time with Jesus. And this could look like many things, just some suggestions. Could be making a commitment to be consistently present uh, in worship on Sunday mornings. It could be establishing that great habit of daily time with God, whether the start of your day or the end of the day. going to open up the Bible and listen to Jesus' word and... Uh, return like in prayer to him, bring my requests to God. Uh, Maybe it could be like being a part of a small group. I want to study God's Word in community. Have people praying for you and supporting you. Whatever it looks like. What I'm saying today is that discipleship, to be a disciple means to give priority to Jesus. He is Lord of all. He will be all. See, Martha's problem actually wasn't serving. It was simply priorities. Mary said, growing in my relationship with Christ is my top priority. On one occasion, Jesus said, seek, what does it say? Seek first, right? Seek first the kingdom, (laughs) and all these things will be added Cool thing is, when we prioritize Jesus, everything else can fall into place. What we're learning today is that spending time with God is not a matter of being busy or too busy. It's just a matter of priority. We all make time for the things that are most important to us. And there really is nothing greater than to spend time with Jesus and to listen to his word. Jesus said, one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is better. Sitting at the feet of Jesus positions us for intimacy with God and more powerful service in his kingdom. You guys have been hanging out today with your friends at Hope Community Church, and you have been prioritizing a relationship with Jesus and listening to his word. There's no better way to spend a Sunday morning, even with all the rain, I'm just so glad to be with you and as we leave here we recognize we're all busy and that's why it's never been more important to make a relationship with God a priority so be bold never be too busy for Jesus because at the end of the day it really is all about him let's pray and we'll uh, close with a little bit more time in worship God thank you for this morning Thank you that you are uh, like a river of life and we can come to you at any moment to receive refreshment, to receive peace in your presence. God, thank you that you love us. Right now you see some of the burdens that we're carrying. You see some of the, the weight created by the stress in our life. And we ask that all of those burdens would be lifted now in Jesus' name. And the burden would be gone. And it's now being replaced by a peace of Christ that passes all understanding. God, forgive us for for not being available to meet with you. We thank you for this heart check this morning. We want to be with you turn our heart to give priority to christ and his word in our life and let us experience the joy knowing that you are sovereign you reign over all things and we can bring our burdens to you thank you for this time in your word god thank you for bringing us to this space today and may we go from here energized to live our lives in your presence every day it's in your name we pray a okay.